0: Sarah Van Dogen is an artist and storyteller at heart. She studied and got her master's in contemporary literature with a focus on children's literature. All of her studies are reflected in the gorgeous stories she tells through her art. You can find more of her work at sarahvandogen.com, but for now, please join us as we discuss how art can help you enjoy life to the fullest Creating free, messy art while using reference. Tips to save mental energy throughout your day. How IKEA uses storytelling to sell furniture. And easy ways to add color to your pieces. Want to be part of the show? Then send in your questions or topics you'd like to see covered to our email at hello at etralab.com. If you send us an audio recording, we might include it in the episode. Hi, I'm Anya, and this is Make More Art, a podcast by Etcher meant to inspire you to keep on creating. Now, let's hear from our guest. I would love to know, so it's just for our audience who has not heard of you yet, they're in for a treat. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. How, how, why do you love art so much? And can you give us a short, like, rundown of who you are, what you're doing, and how you got here?
1: uh so uh, I'm Sarah. I'm from the Netherlands, and uh how I got here, I think I noticed that making art makes me happy, so I decided to do it every day and um and I think people people like that <laughs> so uh, that's how it started actually why
0: yeah when did you realize that art made you happy
1: um Well, I, I was a very happy child, but then, uh, when I was 13, 14 and, you know, I had to do homework and it made me very unhappy.
0: (gasps) Oh, that dreaded homework.
1: Uh, Yes, exactly. (gasps) And then after that, I went to, um, to study literature Mm -hmm. and it was all books and it really felt that I missed something in my life. So I started to do drawing courses and then, um. Yeah, it really made me happy. And after that, I did a, a master's in Cambridge, the UK, mm-hmm. in children's book illustration. Mm-hmm. So that was the best time
0: ever. <laughs> yeah. Why? Do you have anyone who's an artist in your family? Uh, yes, yes. Um...
1: My mother is an artist, but
0: she also studied
1: uh, psychology. And I think she really wanted me to, to also study something different than art. So That's why I felt I had to study something real. I don't know. Real?
0: Okay, this is a rant. You're asking me to go on a full rant here. Why? (laughs) What does that mean to be real? Um, So art is not real?
1: No, it's... Well, (laughs) I think you don't have to go to art school to be an artist. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of art schools, well, at least in the Netherlands, you don't learn how to make money you know Mm -hmm. you learn how to make art but you don't learn how to do your taxes or how to promote your artwork or and that is something i think that's very valuable to learn but you don't learn it in art school and i study literature it's not that there are many jobs in literature to be honest Mm -hmm. Um, so with real i don't know what i mean with real i think um you know the clear path that you study something and then it's obvious what you what kind of job you get. Yeah. That like maybe a dentist or something.
0: Yeah, a doctor and a lawyer and all yeah, of those real yeah. jobs. Uh, yeah, <sighs> yeah. You know, a friend of mine once said that maybe we think that art is not a real thing because when we're children and I I'm thinking this is very common to most countries, but please anyone correct me if this is wrong in the comment section of the episode. When we're kids and we are in uh, kindergarten and primary school, we are learning math and we are learning uh, our own language, like English, Portuguese, uh, whatever, Dutch. And uh, then we have the art time and it's like playtime, you know? Even though we have the actual recess, our time almost feels like some sort of recess because we're allowed to do whatever we want. And it's not like, okay, guys, now it's math time and we have 30 minutes to solve these equations. So come on, let's get our our numbers right. It's more of a free yourself and here's some paint and here's some, you know, crayons and let's draw something related to family. And it's almost mm-hmm. like we're playing. So we grow up feeling that art is part of play. Yeah, maybe that's wonder. true. Although I went to... um
1: Uh, uh, Waldorf school Mm -hmm. I don't know how you uh, uh, Rudolf Steiner and there were a lot of rules you know at the start you had one color you had blue and you had Uh to do every for like months only blue how old were you when you were
0: doing that I
1: think like seven or something so you start with one color also you have one color pencil and also one color paint and then you have to do Everything with one color. <laughs> and then when you're when you're older, then you can understand another color. And then it's a really an official moment. And then you get another. I don't know which, which color you start. I thought it was blue. And then you get red, you know? And then.
0: Wow. So I had never heard yeah. of this. Yeah. Wow. So there's an actual method to learning art-related subjects there. In well, steel. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> but uh, so Rudolf Steiner, he had a lot of ideas about when a child was ready for something. So it's no point in learning a five year old um, to read because it's not, it should play, it's not ready to read. So he has, he had these ideas and also with color. And we also had to do like wood cutting and uh, embroidery and making uh, mittens and scarves and so I had to do a lot of wow. things in school. Did you yeah. enjoy it or did you find it was yeah. more of a... No, it was actually really fun to do things with your hands as well as, you know, with your brain. Yeah,
0: Interesting. Interesting. And still, it was like, even though it was more of a methodical-ish approach to art, we still have the same conversation of art not being real. That is very interesting. <laughs> No, but because it's a worldwide thing, I'm like in so many cultures and so many methods of learning and it's like worldwide that, you know, it's it's very interesting, maybe because when someone tries to do math, they realize they have to learn uh, the, the the equations and like the formulas and all of that. And for art, it's like, oh, I'm just not talented enough because I cannot make it look like I want to. There's still a process, but we are not taught that process is part of the, you know, of the journey. Yeah,
1: no, because it's uh, it takes a lot of time and practice to be able to to draw. Yeah, and why do you did you go to children's books? Um, well, I want to make pretty things, mm-hmm. I guess, and uh, and I really like stories. Mm-hmm. And in uh, modern art, I don't think uh, pretty is one of the things you think of when you think of modern art Mm -hmm. Um, and I really loved children's books so I think when I started drawing a little bit more seriously you know when I was 15 or something I started copying my favorite children's books Mm. and I never imagined that there would be a master in children's book illustration so it was like a dream I read it and I was like wow this is the ultimate thing
0: for me, ah, <laughs> this is really sweet i'm I'm just wondering, maybe because your mom was also an artist, it was helpful to see that it was an option while so many other people you know we grow up surrounded by books and movies, yet m- many of us are unable to understand that it's an actual job that got the book made, which is very interesting but you had that connection, which is interesting. And you went to literature before you took yeah. the plunge with art. So you went, am I correct in assessing that literature was your choice because you love stories so much?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's all about stories for you. You're your yeah, storyteller. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, yeah, I think so. I'm not really good at at writing or or stuff like that. That was something I really struggled with in uh, in studying literature because you have to write essays all the time. Um, so creating stories in images. Yeah, that's that's my thing. And
0: theme. that's another rent button. So what does it mean to be a storyteller? Because <laughs> in my opinion, like I'd like, okay, before I, I start talking, because I talk too much.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, I'll just throw it out there. So I mean, you can be a storyteller without using words, right? And I'm not yeah. only talking about picture books where you have a book with very little words and the story is pretty much carried by the images. You can tell a story with music. Yeah. So you don't have to be a great writer to be an excellent no, storyteller. No. no, that's true. No, yeah. <sighs> Let's talk a little bit about your, your actual art. I I was before we were we were recording, I was uh, saying how i loved your art because it's very organized in its messiness and i think it's i think it's a correct way to try and describe what you're doing because it feels very free it feels very relaxed relaxed you have parts of your art that are very sketchy parts that are more you know detailed and and it feels like it it feels like uh, it's very children's booky. So mm-hmm. that is true and it it feels like you're just having fun with it, but there's a lot of planning in the composition and such. So how would you describe your art?
1: Um, I would describe it as uh cheerful or happy and uh daily life fish. That's mm-hmm. a word. Um, and uh, I think also, you know, making the simple things Interesting or pretty, or because daily life you know that's that's actually most of most of life yeah. and uh, i i I love daily life, you know I love having breakfast and and going to bed at night mm-hmm. and reading a book and mm-hmm. you know all the simple things that we have to do or do every day, but I think a lot of people don't necessarily have the time to see the beauty of it mm-hmm. or. You know, they feel like, ah, oh, again, uh, Monday, ah. Uh, but so
0: I wanna, I wanna show that it's actually very nice. And I just realized yeah. why I connected with you so much when we first started talking, that I have the exact same view of life that you're describing. Because, okay, this is, we're gonna have a conversation about this. <laughs> I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. I think we are so busy in being busy, so focused with being busy every day, and like I have this meeting, and I have to do this call, and I, I'm I'm a I'm saying this, but I fall into that trap myself. I woke up at eight today later than usual thank you so much oh baby Mm -hmm. for sleeping a little bit longer and (laughs) and my husband was getting the kid ready to school and i was looking at the time i'm like okay i was supposed to have a call with my coworker, but he's not available today so that's for tomorrow so i have 30 minutes until my first call then i have another call then i have another call but there's no food and coffee at home so uh while you take the kid i'm just gonna go to and i'm already tired of talking like this Mm -hmm. and um i ended up going to a coffee shop to have food and I had a couple of calls from the coffee shop and I was very stressed because oh my god the sound is not perfect what if they cannot hear me well and they couldn't that's why we have phones and internet on our phone and I had the most relaxed calls ever and I had a beautiful breakfast and I was able to enjoy my morning up until I came home to talk with you um so that to say I think we yeah we spend so much time being busy that At the end of the day, at the end of our lives, you know, one of the biggest regrets that I read this article about biggest regrets when we are about to die and it's not spending enough time with our children or friends or family because we are so busy and we think of like a beautiful moment in life is like going to Disneyland and seeing the fireworks when actually the beautiful moment in life is what you were saying, like waking up and having a cup of coffee with your breakfast and just enjoying that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm curious, How was there any aha moment that you had that uh, brought you to this realization? Um, No, not really. Um,
1: I think, well, I actually, I always liked, you know, uh, the boring things, like that's, you know, I want the same the same tea every day and I want, you know, my my things on the same the same place. Well my boyfriend is completely different. So when he um you know, when he puts the dishes away, he just checks in the kitchen, okay, there's a spot here, let's put a pen there, let's do this here and I'm like, Oh my god, no. The pen should go here and uh so I'm I really I really like that things have a have a specific place and also daily life i just like it to be um you know that you don't really have to think about what's going to happen next because you you know there's a rhythm there's a pattern and then in that pattern there is time to you know to enjoy to look around to you don't have to think about where your keys are because
0: they're on their key spot. interesting (laughs) i I am the same. And my husband is like your boyfriend. Um, if you're listening to this, sweetie, I am sorry, but it's true. So you like to have everything organized in the patterns that you're used to. So you don't have to waste mental energy with those things. And you can enjoy the moment. Is that it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think with my art, it's the same. I There are some certain rules that I follow, like color theory. Um And, you know, to make, for example, the main thing or the main person in my illustration, you know, have red hair or a red sweater. And then there are some other also red parts, like maybe red flowers or a red cup. And that makes it a whole. So there are these, well, I don't want to call them tricks, but they are kind of like tricks. And then because Mm -hmm. I use them,
0: I can be free for the rest. Okay, something. so you are giving yourself rules so you don't have to waste mental energy deciding everything every time. I mean, yeah. that, let me know yeah. if I'm wrong. So you can yeah. explore outside of the rules that you created for yourself. So there's freedom in yeah. the rules. That's it, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think that makes a and... lot of sense.
1: Go ahead. Um, And also um, when it comes to stories, for example, if you draw like um somebody's home i mean there of course there are homes that are super neat and tidy but you know i like there to be stuff that you see that someone's living there or if it's a garden or like um an outside space it's always nice to you know to have like a little house or a little mm-hmm. some i don't know garden tools or like a little trash mm-hmm. in the corner so and that's I think that gives images a story. Ah, oh, somebody just drank a Coke here and then they threw it story on. Storytelling, storytelling
0: through environments. You want yeah. to make the space feel like someone spends time in there, yeah. not like a magazine. And I'm not talking about IKEA because IKEA actually does that Ikea does that very well when you look at an Ikea magazine I don't have it with me but it's right there in my bedroom because I went there the other day and I love watching uh, I love looking at their magazines you look at a house where people live there because they find solutions for an existing or imaginary human and it's so amazing Ikea is so amazing because every time you see it you feel like you want to live there because there's a cat and there's like the little pots and and pans and people are cooking and they're organized in a way that you see that if someone was using the kitchen that's how they would organize it because it's easy to grab and to use and it feels like the house is lived in but very 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 pretty very 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 clean very 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 organized if i was cooking there for more than 10 minutes it would not be that pretty but it's for the photo and yeah. for most magazines it's like here's a modern kitchen yeah and it has no personality to it it looks like no one lives there because everything is so perfectly organized my mother-in-law, like you remind me of all of these stories, my mother-in-law <laughs> once told me like years ago that she went to his friend's house and she felt really weird while in there because they cleaned up the house so well and they organized everything so well when she went to the restroom to wash her hands, not even a toothbrush was inside, everything was hidden away. Oh. So it felt like she was in some kind of psychopath's home or something? Yeah. Because everything was neat and organized and no trace of personality. Um, It's weird.
1: Then I, you know, I feel like uh, messing things up. But on the other hand, I'm also quite tidy. So that's maybe clashes. I don't know.
0: It's kind of in the balance, (laughs) I think, right? Because, hey, it's a house. You live there. I mean... You cannot see my house. I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube, you cannot see my house because you would thank me if you could see my house. But uh, I mean, looking at your screen, you know, there's a lot that we can tell from uh, about you because there's a camera there. I cannot see the titles of the books, but by looking at your books, I'm sure I would learn a lot about you. I'm assuming you love horses.
1: Well, this is actually my mom's house. Uh-huh. I'm at my mom's now. And my mom made those horses. So she's um wow. sculptor and they are made with uh papier papier mache? Yes.
0: Like uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to say it in English, but I know what you mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't know how if to If anyone knows how but... to say it in English, please t- tell us in the comment section of the post associated with this episode at etcherlabcom forward slash Sarah. So uh, yeah, she yeah. loves uh, she loves horses and um and this is her, her house. Wow. See? We just learned something about your mom because of something that she has there. yes yeah. this, this is all true. We're not making things up, okay? <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not trying to look smart. Sarah is actually smart. I'm just riding the wave. <laughs> um, and it's very beautiful how you translate that to your art and how you... So that's part of how everything looks so... I don't know, homey and like cozy with your art because it's, we're truly looking at someone's home, someone's little corner, and that makes it so much more relatable. What kind of uh, struggles have you faced artistic, like art wise? Um, Well, my art
1: was too messy uh, for a long time. So um, then it's not clear what's happening. But this is, this also really has to do with materials. So, for example, I used the wrong paper for a very long time. So, like, mm-hmm. um, how do you say, cold-pressed paper, yeah. you know, with a texture. And if you use pencils on, on watercolor paper or cold-pressed, then, you know, the, you don't get a lot of details because you see the texture very well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I worked too quick. And it was too messy, and um, so I really had to slow down and learn about the rules, learn about how to draw people, anatomy, you know, go to live drawing, you know, practice, and and also, you know, take a step back before, you know, you don't have to start a drawing right away, you can make a sketch first, is this the right composition, is this what I what I want to show, or do I actually want a little bit more space on the right so that I can add something. Mm. So, and that's a lot of, all of that I learned um, in Cambridge. And it really, you know, it really gave me the tools to to be able to draw what I actually see in my mind.
0: So yeah. in order to be this messy and freeing with your art, you had to learn a lot of rules first. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. What about your color choices? Um, Yeah, they come naturally.
1: So, Mm -hmm. for a long time, I only drew with blue. Maybe this is because of school. I don't know. (laughs) We're finding connections here. Uh, Yeah. I think because I was scared of the other colors, that I was scared that it was going to be too bright. Mm -hmm. Um, And slowly... I started to add colors. I remember, uh, you know, for a while, ochre yellow was very uh, in fashion. Mm. So I bought this ochre yellow sweater and that's the moment I started to add that color to my illustrations.
0: So it became blue and ochre?
1: Yeah, and also uh, I've never used pink and then I bought this pink... Uh, it was also a sweater, I guess. Pink sweater <laughs> oh. and then... I added a pink. So it's like slowly. And I think that really works well, you know, instead of getting your big box of colors and using everything, you know, just slowly add something. And now I'm in the process of adding purple. To I love
0: my it. Colors. That's <laughs> a great art tip. I love it. I'm looking at a piece of art and I will I will put this piece of art in our blog post so you guys know what exactly what I'm talking about. You have this it's in your Instagram. It's you have your notebook filled with plants and everything is like the darkish grayish blue and then you have someone working there in like bright orange. I just love how it's very vivid. We just pretty much one color because the darkish blue is just like so, 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 so muted that it's almost nothing. And then you have a little bit of pink and you can convey light and shadow in it, with just one color, pretty much, or like two. So, and I'm assuming so this came from all of your practice with just one color and then adding two. And I think so, yeah, it's also um, it takes a
1: lot of restraints. To mm. not use all my beautiful colors.
0: <laughs> yeah, beautiful tip about color in uh, restraint. So before we wrap up, is there any, anything you'd like to leave our audience? Any, any other golden nugget that you'd like to share? Um,
1: I think um, if you want to make art, that you should um, never stop making it and don't be so hard on yourself and just practice. And um, it took, it takes years, yes. <laughs> but but if you like doing it, then it's, it doesn't feel like, uh, like work, you know, it's just exploring.
0: Yeah. What about, what if it's in my, I'm saying just not with any, not trying to offend hobbies, but what if it's like the purpose is just to be a hobby? You want to get better, but for yourself, not for work um well then uh, actually the same applies
1: um because i don't i mean of course this is my job but i don't really see it as a job you know if i didn't have to make money i would still be doing this Hmm. in the weekends i'm still doing this so um but i i guess there are you, you know you're not alone you don't have to to invent the wheel and color theory and so what really helped for me is to learn from people who are very good, you know, and then suddenly um, things go really fast and you're suddenly able to, to use color or to draw people the way you like or, so
0: that's my tip. Beautiful. Before we sign off, you are doing a live demo with us at Etcher Lab and we will paint a garden. Using mixed media. So I know for sure that you are using gouache in uh, colored pencils, and we'll see what else we yes. might be able to. So, for our audience who's listening and will attend the live demo, and if you're listening to this after the live demo, guys, it's recorded in our YouTube channel. We will link to it from the blog post associated with this episode. Um, what kind of, what can you just give us a little taste of what you will be doing for this live demo and how, how your process works?
1: uh so for the live demo i will use uh, a photo reference Mm -hmm. and um but i will use uh loosely follow the picture so i will make choices of what to add and what to leave Mm -hmm. and maybe change the colors a bit and i will um show how to transfer the image to your sketchbook Mm -hmm. and i will I always start with um, gouache and I use that quite uh, with a lot of water so Mm -hmm. very light and then
0: afterwards I will add details in colored pencil cool so guys if you'd like to learn how to do a loose relaxed garden with personality to it if you want to learn that then join join me and Sarah assuming I'll be there but join Sarah for sure on (laughs) November 24th uh, for this live demo and we're going to have some fun. What did you think of the episode? Let us know in the comment section of the post associated with this episode at etcharlab.com forward slash Sarah. That's E-T-C-H-R-L-A-B.com forward slash S-A-R-A-H. And I hope to see you on November 24th, 9 a.m. Pacific time for a free live demo where Sarah will demonstrate how to use gouache and colored pencils to paint beautiful gardens like the podcast help us support the show by subscribing and giving us a five-star rating and review on apple podcasts at etralab.com forward slash go forward slash apple see you in the next episode and until then let's make more art